This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ephraim Salam is a longtime former NFL player, offensive tackle, played in a Super Bowl, excellent NFL analyst on Twitter at Ephraim Salam. And maybe, potentially, we got to see if Pretty Daddy figured out the tickets yet. Maybe a guy I'm going to Chargers Bears with in a couple weeks. That's on the, it's on the calendar, E. Good morning, buddy. Good morning. How you doing? Are we still going to this game? Yes, we are. Tom, did you get tickets? I told told Tom to get on it and and get us the the luxury tickets. I I mean, I'm I'm just waiting on the the confirmation. Let me tell you something about about Pretty Daddy over there, Tom DeSalcino. We might be waiting a minute, E. I'm just telling you. We're not going to be waiting a minute. The game is coming up, so. (laughs) All right. I'll get the bosses here to start applying some pressure. That's the only thing that gets Tom to respond. Um, Ephraim, I don't remember your perspective on the Cowboys. I, I thought that game was I, – I thought it was two mediocre football teams, you know, trying to find a way not to win the game. I'm, I'm not a big Dak guy in, when it matters. But it, there's different views on this. After that game, despite that game, because of that game, whatever it is, how do you view the Cowboys this year? Well, first off, let me just say the game was hard to watch. Yeah. Um, when you have over 150 yards and penalties between both teams, it throws off the flow and the continuity of, of a game. And it, it was almost like I think it came out to like every third play there was a penalty throughout the entire game, which is, which is hard to watch. It's two teams that are really trying to give a game away. And if it weren't for a superb effort by Micah Parsons at the end of the game, registering his first sack, then they just may have given that game away in terms of the Dallas Cowboys. In the second quarter of the season, you should know who you are and you should be hitting your stride because you want to hit the halfway mark, all cylinders firing. Both of these teams um, haven't taken that next step into the second quarter of the season. Uh, Brandon Staley, I, again, left points on the board going forward uh, late uh, in, in deep in their territory, uh, coming away with no points. The fact that this young man still has a job today – and still, it baffles me. And in terms of the Dallas Cowboys, 
they uh, they aren't the superior team we thought they were. Uh, we saw at the beginning of the year. I mean, obviously they hadn't played anybody worth of note, and the the the, the few times that they have, they've struggled uh, outside of the Arizona game. I, I'm not convinced, and I'm not sold because if the defense isn't getting turnovers and and sacks by the by the boatload, then they're a struggling offensive team. They really are, and we saw it last night. Ephraim Slom here on the show. Ephraim, Justin Herbert got got a bag. He got paid. Good for, good for that guy. He's been highly touted because of his clear talent for several years now, and he's still basically a 500 quarterback. Is that on Brandon Staley? Is that on Justin Herbert? What what do you make of the Chargers quarterback? Well, it's definitely on Brandon Staley. I, I mean, the fact that they're 500 despite Brandon Staley is, is amazing. <laughs> we, 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 instead of looking at it through that lens, look at it. Look at the games that Brandon Staley himself, coaching-wise, has given away. That's at least eight games in his tenure. So think think about eight more wins wins uh, uh, to Justin Herbert's tally uh, in terms of games played and games started. That's how dire and important uh, a, a coach is that you can trust and you can count on. Right, there you we can we can we can gloat and we can live in 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 the honest of Patrick Mahomes and and Joe Burrow and uh, all of these elite quarterbacks. Josh Allen, remember what Josh Allen was before Brian Dayball? He was a hot mess, and so and he's you know showing flashes of hot and mess since Brian has been gone, so. Being a young quarterback and having the right signal caller and someone who can protect you and and accentuate your your talents and your gifts is very important. And just and Justin Herbert doesn't have that. Ephraim Salam, Brandon Steele's had three years of being bad at his job, as you noted, still has his job for us to know who he is as a head coach in the NFL right now. What do you smaller sample size, at least with your former team, the Broncos? What do you make of Sean Payton, and what do you suspect we'll get from Sean Payton as a head coach in Denver going forward? Well, we know Sean Payton can coach. He's he's one of the best coaches to coach in the NFL. He has a a history and a record to to prove that. Um, I think there's a lot of holes in Denver. I think that getting the coach right uh, was the first thing that they needed to do. Uh, Defensively, they're playing better than they started the season with. Even Russell Wilson is playing better. They're just not a very good football team. So you can bring in a coach and think that that's the key, but they just, they're not a, a, a good football team on both sides of the ball in terms of the offensive line, uh, patchwork. They have a few good players there. Uh, defensively, they've struggled to stop anybody at any time, run our pass uh, outside of uh, the, the last game. So it's it's a lot of things that they need to do. It reminds me of similar what the Bears were last year. They they were so bad as a team, just pointing to Justin Fields as this is the problem uh, was was the wrong thing to do. I think getting the coach right in Sean Payton was the first step, and I think you can see them start to progress now uh, as they move forward. E, we've had a bunch of people call in and talk to us about Detroit. And trying to place, like, I love what they're doing. 
I mean, impressive Ben Johnson offensive coordinator, what he's done with Jared Goff. Campbell, Dan Campbell, obviously he's got these guys fighting. They've beaten the Chiefs. For you, are you ready to believe that Detroit is at an elite level or can be at an elite level in the NFL this season, or despite the 5-0-1 record, is it a little too soon to crown them at that at that those heights in the National Football League? Well, I don't think it's too soon because if you look at their body of work and how they finished up last year, you have to add that into this year. So they're just not 5-1. and one. Uh, you, you take their last 13 games and you look at their record and what they've been able to do, uh, and it hasn't been something that they – are just like, oh, right, they had problems defensively. They shored that up the second half of the season last year, and it's carried into this year. Offensively, Jared Goff is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. They can score points with anybody. Last year they could do the same thing. It was a shootout, the games that they lost. They've shored up that defense. Uh, Hayden Hutchinson is playing at at an MVP, defensive MVP uh, uh, type level. So they're young. They've bought into the system. Uh, having former coaches at, at, at key position uh, coaches on your on your roster matters. Uh, I think changing the culture at a team, a much maligned team, such as uh, the uh, the Detroit Lions, is the toughest one of the toughest things to do in sports. Dan Campbell came in. We made fun of him. I myself made fun of him. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> at his press conference about biting knees and, 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 and all of that, and we're going to get up <laughs> yeah. and we're going to bite them again. Who knew? Who knew that that's what they needed to hear? Who knew that that's the approach that they needed to have to really get those guys clicking and playing and believing in themselves? So, no, it, it is not too early to, to list them as one of the top elite teams in the league because they will come to your house and they will punch you in the mouth. They've beaten the two teams – uh, that represented the NFL in the Super Bowl this year already. Ephraim Salam here on the show. I love that, Dan. <laughs> Bite your kneecaps off. Uh, e, you are from Chicago. You are not a bear. You are a professional. You played for other teams. You live in L.A. now. But obviously you have an affinity for the city. I am a Bears fan, even though I don't want to be. Is there a chance from your vantage point that Justin Fields has been broken by this team? Or do you think when Matt Eberflus, excuse me, Matt Eberflus is no longer the head coach or there's a better situation around around Justin Fields, do you still think Fields can get to the level that Bears fans thought he might be able to even last year? Look, the talent is there. We see it in flashes. But when you don't have consistency out of the player, you have to look at what's going on. Right, and it starts in the organization. It starts with the coach, starts with the GM, and, and so on and so forth. Um, <clears throat> we didn't know what was going on with Justin. Uh, I'm excuse me, with uh, Jalen Hurts. I, I, I remember two years ago, him and Justin Fields were similar in similar situations where this was a you got to prove it this year, you got to figure it out. They've leaned in the Justin Hurts' strengths, so we get to see the type of quarterback that they thought he could be. Uh, the type of quarterback we saw at Ohio State. And it's a similar situation uh, for Justin Fields. He, he's a tremendous talent. The talent is there. We've seen the flashes of it. We've seen him pass for 400 yards. We've seen him run for 150 yards. you got to put it together. So, yeah, you have to be able to cultivate, right, a, an environment and a game plan that you can really accentuate the the – the positives 
and the things that uh, that are, their quarterback does well in Chicago just quite hasn't gotten there yet, and their roster uh, isn't supportive enough. Well, if if uh, if Tom gets his act together, which is a big if, we can see this team together in a couple weeks here in L.A. And we want sideline passes for pregame. Yeah, I agree. Tom, you write that down? Write that down. All right. Tom, we're in the media, okay? We are in the media. So make it happen. That's what it is. He just told you, make it happen. Ephraim Salam, I will continue to try to motivate Tom to, to do his new job, getting us all this stuff. In the meantime, you're a good man, my friend. Thanks for uh, you, thanks for being on the show. you got to hit Tom with, hey, Tom, you like your job? Okay. you got to throw a couple of those out there every now and then. All right. You just hit him with one. I'll hit him with a couple more. So then we'll like, okay. you know what I'm saying? All right. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Thanks, Ephraim. Yeah, you got it, man. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.